If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Because first off, I've been wanting to interview Marley Sherwood for a long time. Y'all probably know her. She is the beautiful host on CMT. You do lots of shows too. Like you do the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, which is so fun. What other kind of shows do you host on CMT? Yeah. I mean, I feel, well, so Hot 20 is my main show. Um, I work with them for everything, but we have little one-offs that I do. So I promote whatever's on the network. So I do work with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders for making the team. Um, and then we have CMT Awards red carpet and then kind of anything that can pop up, artists of the year. Um, so they keep me busy for sure, but I love it. I love it too. And we've been planning on Skyping anyway because you recently got married to your sweetheart. I did. I know. It feels like so good to say that I'm married now. I feel like it was so not dragged out, but it's a long process, you know? Like Yeah, y'all were together a long time and long distance the whole time. But he just whisked you away to Seattle. So now you moved from Nashville to Seattle, which I feel like you're thriving. But tell me, y'all dated how long long distance? So we did long distance for three and a half years. How do you make that work? Because y'all were thriving. Well, thank you. That was, um, I wouldn't say that it was something I don't ever want to do again. But now that we live together, I don't think I want to do it again. But for us, long distance was something that, um, I mean, it was kind of a blessing and a curse that it was all we knew and there was no other option. So that's why I think it made it work. Whereas, you know, we met in Virginia Beach where he was stationed and I knew that he was there. I knew he was stationed there and there was nothing that could be like, oh, maybe he could get, you know, he doesn't work for a tech company where he's like, oh, maybe he could, you know, come and work in Nashville. That wasn't the case. Like, I knew going into the relationship that it would have to be long distance unless I gave up my job. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So um, 
we just kind of made it work. And for three years, we would travel back and forth, mind you, with no direct flight. So we did layovers for three and a half years. And um, as soon as, you know, he got out of the Navy, he was, or excuse me, out of Virginia Beach, he's still in the Navy. Um, He and I got married in May, and then he was transferred um, and stationed now in Seattle. And it was kind of like a decision I had to make after three and a half years, we finally got married and we just needed to live together. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I love my career and I love what I do. I love Nashville and I really had no intentions of leaving. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, I, we can't do long distance, especially in Seattle cross country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I kind of approached, you know, CMT and said, look, this is the case with all intentions of having to sacrifice like my career and say, okay, I'm moving to Seattle. I don't know how else to say this, but thank you for the opportunity. Like, and my bosses are amazing. And they said, you know, most of what we do is filming on the road. We, you know, we film festivals and tour stops and where the artists are. So I am so thankful and so blessed that they let me work remotely because um, I think it would be a very devastating thing to I mean, I had major life decisions and major life changes, three of them kind of all at once. I left my home, like my job per se, even though Mm -hmm. I still work for them. I got married and I moved across the country in one week. So that's a really big, uh, big, big hit at once. And like, I know it's all things you were wanting to do. You're wanting to obviously live with your husband. You're wanting to be with him. So that means Seattle, but like you're giving up two things you love, which are your job and Nashville. Thankfully, your job lets you keep working. Yeah. But like, you built a life here in Nashville. So like, I know the choice was to be with your husband, but how did you, I'm someone, I'm realizing the older I get, who really struggles with change. Like, I'm all about jumping and making moves and doing it. But like, I have to process stuff and it hits me really hard. So like, yeah. that would hit me hard to move. So how did you process and how did you get through that time? Because obviously... You wanted to do it, but like you're still letting go of some really big things. Oh yeah. I mean, I lived in Nashville for four and a half years, like almost five years at that point. And that was like my passion. I moved there. I wanted to live in Music City. I wanted to report on country music. So leaving, I'm like, okay, I had never been to Seattle before we house hunted here. I'm like, that's a weird thing to be like, okay. So welcome to Seattle. Where do you want to live? I'm like, I don't like, know. I don't know. About this city. Yeah. So you that was the like, areas that you'd want to live in. No. Did not you at know all. anyone there? I know a couple people from Chicago, which is where I'm from. Okay. Um, which has been a godsend because to have them out here um, and kind of show us the little ways. And then my husband went to Duke, so he's got a couple friends out here that um, went to Duke with him, and they've really showed us the ropes in different places. But it was hard to like move to a city and not. Like when I moved to Nashville, I didn't know anybody, but I feel like in the industry there, it's just so collaborative and like networking is huge. And so out here in Seattle, it's, and this is no just to Seattle, but it's a very introverted place. Okay. Um, And I think a lot of that might stem from the tech industry just because a lot of, you know, I'm very extroverted. So when I'm in a place that's not as, um, coming together in the community that's like Nashville, it's different. So that was a change for me. But another change is like I said, I mean, three big life changes. And 
I think that something that helped me kind of like zen and find my like <laughs> inner, um, this is all going to be okay, is the fact that I was in, su- I mean, I still am in such a honeymoon phase of yeah. living together because yeah. we did long distance for so long. So all of these things that we never had the chance to do together, we finally get to be like, okay, sure, we're living in Seattle. We're away from all of our friends and family, but like you and I get to go on a hike. We've never done like just little yeah. things we find are like so fun. Like going to the grocery store. We've never like had the opportunity to do that. So I think the little things that were like, okay, he doesn't have any more deployments. I don't have, you know, the, all these travels right now, like we're good. We can hang. So it's fun. So have you found, because this kind of risky business, uh, just jumping in, getting married, moving into a house where you've never lived together or like oh, yeah. lived in the same city. Did you have any little, uh, personality quirks that y'all had to be like, okay, okay. I mean, definitely. I feel like when anybody moves in together, you're like, um, okay. Did know you did that. <laughs> but then at the same time, like, because we did long distance, the weekends were like the good stuff. That was like the highlights of who you are, your attitude's great, you always look great. And now that we live together, I mean, it probably took me three weeks to like not wear makeup. And I don't mean like glam, but to like not actually get ready and to have those conversations of like, um, do you think that I look really gross if I don't get ready every day? And he's like, no, why would you think that? I'm like, because I feel really gross. Like I need to get ready for myself. But does, I mean, smells, boys smell. You just oh, yeah. Yes, they um, do. But yeah, I mean, little things that you, when you move in together, you just realize. But other things about it, I'm like, this is great. Like, he makes coffee in the morning. I don't even ask him to, but it's just what he does. So, Well, that's think, really sweet. Yeah, for the weird stuff that's there, I'm always like, you know what? You might not make the bed how I want it, but you were also not raised with seven throw pillows on your bed. So (laughs) we need to find the compromise and be like, okay, that might be not be correct, but I'm also doing this. That's really annoying to you. So if we come together and I mean, I'll be honest, and this is something that I don't share a lot, but um, we kind of did our marriage prep after we were married. Totally. And it's really helped us because we got married in May, but then the moving in process is a really bizarre change, especially coming from long distance, like we said. Yeah. So we did our marriage prep these last six months. Once a week, we would sit down and do something because- What do you mean by marriage prep? So marriage prep is like, um, like marriage- Therapy? No, it's like, well, I mean, kind of, but- um, in the Catholic church, like I'm Catholic, he's oh, not, oh, but oh, okay. we do like preparatory classes where you kind of mm. say like, okay, why do you want to get married? What are your beliefs? How do you, what do you think about this? So it was just a book that we did, um, that really dives into, you know, men need respect to feel loved okay. and women need love to feel respected. Uh. And it just dives into all these questions that you would never bring up. But the more you think about it, you're like, you know what? I, I had no idea that like, I don't say please enough. Like I would be like, Oh, can you hand me a paper towel? And he'd be like, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm like, Oh, can you please hand me a paper towel? Like just just using respect. Right. And And those are things that kindness. it's not out of, you know, a bad intention or coming from a bad place. It's just, we're learning little things now that has helped us become a really strong couple and say, okay, we live together. We need to talk about what makes you annoyed, what makes me annoyed, and how we can make it work. So, What is this book called? Because I feel like every couple should do this book. Oh, well, thanks. It's called Love and Respect. Um, 
and I have no idea who the guy is. This fitting, is fitting, fitting. I know, right? I'm like, oh, I actually don't know who the guy is. I think he's, um, it comes from a religious standpoint, but my husband's not really religious. So we just kind of would take it as what it is. And if you're religious, you can go with it. And if you're not religious, the questions they still bring up are really valid. Um, but it, yeah, it just takes you through like different ways that women express their emotions and then different ways that guys want to feel respected. Even if it's not the intention, it's just, they're not going for it a certain way. It's just how it's being portrayed. And if you can help them out and say, you know, thank you for taking the initiative to get gas in the car because I have a really busy day tomorrow and I didn't have time to do that. That makes him feel really good because he's like, Oh, thanks. Like I got gas in the car, hoping you, you know, not knowing you would notice, but I'm glad that you did. So little things like that. Catching your spouse in the act of doing something good instead of in the act of doing something that annoys you or that you claim is bad because it is so easy. Like, Cause it's so easy to be like, well, why do I even have to thank you to put gas in the car? Shouldn't you just put gas in the car? Like, right. but you get to this place where you're just like, you don't, you're so in the trenches that you forget to be courteous and appreciative of the little things that the other one's doing. And that's really good. I mean, yeah. I think, I think it's just good to check in and do that to make sure that you're not getting too comfortable. You know, right. and you're not saying like staying grateful for this person. Totally. And the nagging, like we were saying is, it can be real. And especially when you're stressed and on the go, it's like, yeah, why didn't you just take the trash out? Like you, the trash yeah. is full. Like you were heading down there anyway. And it's like, you know yeah. what? That's what it is. I could easily take the trash out too. So I think it's just a balance and we're learning that, but taking our marriage prep stuff after we were married has almost helped us these past six months, just get to know each other again and get to know how you, you know, like certain things. And, um, I'm really thankful for it because it's like you said, a huge change, a huge transition. And not an easy one for sure. It's not easy. And I think that it's so important that y'all are doing that. And honestly, like when Michael and I, we're all on lockdown right now because coronavirus is hitting the world and it has already hit so many places and it's hit Seattle first. So I want to talk to you about that because y'all have already been on lockdown for a couple of weeks. But yeah. I think in this time when we are forced to be home, you know, and we're, it's forcing people to have like family vacations at home. And I think there could be there there could be like a really cool benefit to that, and the fact that like we're all just being with each other with nothing else to do. Work has shut down. Like it's like literally people dreamed of this happening. It's a terrible circumstance. Like don't get me wrong, I'm like freaked out. But yeah. like the the good side of it is we're being forced with no like by the president and the government to stay home with your loved ones and don't come out. So I'm like, okay, let's be productive in this time and like help our marriages, help our family life, help our communication, do some stuff that we can maybe didn't have time to get around to doing before. Like to me, doing this book would be a great thing to do during this time, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, we, yeah, here in Seattle, I think we've been on lockdown and I say lockdown. It's not really a lockdown. It's just, um, different measures because it's kind of the epicenter started here. I so guess. It, tell me how it started there and tell me what's been happening since it started. I am in no way, shape or form a scientist, but I'll give you my, um, right. And neither common, I. yeah, my we common person. Two common girls rep- reporting on what we are seeing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, down the street from us is the life care center in Kirkland, um, which is the nursing home where a lot of it's affecting the elderly who are in that area and my church is down the street from them. So there's just been restrictions for, I think about two weeks now where we, nobody has been shaking hands. Certain grocery stores 
have been restocking ahead of time and different stores have said like, we're, you know, changing our hours and we're doing this. So it's been happening for like two weeks or so. And when Microsoft and Amazon had said that they were all going to work from home about two weeks ago, that's when I think the city was like, okay, maybe we should look at this if those major corporations are saying work from home. But overall, I mean, life hasn't been too bad. Seattle's such an active city. So social distancing for everybody out here is kind of like running on the trails at six feet apart. So getting that outside air and that sunshine is important, the rare sunshine we have here in Seattle. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we've adapted to it for a couple weeks now. And unfortunately, it is making its way across the country. So everybody else is having to kind of tune in to what we've been doing. Um, and I think now that it's becoming more relevant everywhere, it does make sense that, you know, all these news shows and, and morning shows are talking about it. And it's informative. Like I watch, you know, today in Good Morning America just to see what they have to say because it's not done here in Seattle, but I just think I've become accustomed to it. Um, my husband's been working from home. I've been working from home. I haven't really been traveling to any gigs because they've all been canceled or postponed. So yeah, it's just like you said, kind of a time to reflect on yourself and your inner health and yeah, take care of it. I mean, I'm, we're all, I think everyone's trying to do just what they can. Has it freaked you out? Like, do you feel like it's Armageddon? No, not really. But then again, I think a lot of, I think a lot of my perspective comes from my husband and I think he's so prepared for honestly fighting oh yeah. in the end of the world. He's my bodyguard all the time. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but he's so level-headed. And I think because of the military, he just puts me in perspective with like, I mean, where he's been with the Navy, I'm like, okay, this is not a life or death situation. Like you work in a life or death situation. I do not. We're good. I feel healthy right now. I'm going to do my best to not be around people and, you know, self-quarantine myself just to protect everybody else. But when he tells me kind of the level-headed news, the way things are, I'm like, okay, you're right. Like I have just kind of the, because working in the media, you have all these things thrown at you, but he's kind of like my, my like, um, evenness in life that I need. That's really great. That's great yeah. for this time too right now, honestly, because it is a frenzy. It's like no one really knows what to expect. And so like I was watching videos of France and it's like when this podcast airs on Monday, so it's going to air Monday. What's today? okay? Today's Tuesday. So a week from yeah. now, when this podcast airs, when it comes out, like there's going to be some major changes that have happened in yeah. the world. Like, cause it takes like two to 14 days to, I guess, infect. And so where we are, it's just now starting to ramp up. And I feel like now, like, I don't know, like how many cases are going to show up in these next few weeks, you know? And is it really, are we going to, did we get to self quarantine quickly enough where it's like, we actually got to slow it. So it's not going to be this overwhelming thing that's happened in other countries. I'm hoping that we are all taking it seriously and doing this. So it will not like be this huge, huge knocking our whole country out at once kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, what is going to happen, Marley? This is just wild. Oh, I know. I try to just look at the numbers and take care of myself and do what I can to prevent whatever. Um, and I think, you know, looking at where the countries who have been affected like this, where they're at now and where we are, hopefully we can get to that point where they're at, where it's kind of like the end of the tunnel is coming. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, it's just, you never know. I mean, it is a very uncertain time, just what's, what's happening. And 
I mean, every day I wake up and I'm like, anxiety. And then for a second, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I sit down and I'm like, and then I'm like, read a book. You're fine. I wake up with anxiety every day too. And then Michael's like, okay, we're going to calm down. Yeah. feel about this, but I'm like, as soon as I have my first cup of coffee, I'm like, everything's fine. You know what I find fascinating, Marley? And I think like, okay, I don't know if you feel this way, but me in particular, I feel like I have had a, yes, I've had insecurities and struggles and stuff, but it has just been for my life. Like, you know, like for me personally, for like my, my own situation that I've been overcoming. I have not ever had to live through something that is like so epidemic and global and like terrifying and like, oh my God, like the world's getting, get, is getting shake, shook up. Like it is like something big is happening. You know, like people look through world wars or they've mm-hmm. lived through like the blue bonnet, whatever that plague the back in yeah. the day, like all sorts of stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, we've kind of got to this place where I thought we were just like exempt from those kind of things happening right i'm like we this is going down in history books like our kids will study this like this is going to be part of a big wave of history what's happening across the world like everything's shutting down businesses are closing uh stocks are dropping it's like i have never personally to my recollection remembered living through something like this so it's just wild i find this stuff just wild i know i do find it fascinating that we are living through something like this but if we think back to the last 20 years, we've lived through a lot of history book, like new chapters, you know? I mean, okay, tell me some of the things. I mean, 9-11, that was- Oh, God, really, yeah. So Duh. it's like, Duh. there's so many things, even when you think back, not as big as a pandemic or epidemic, but like Zika, Ebola, like those will all be mentioned in different things. And I think the thing that I try to not tell people, but just kind of try to think about personally is like stay informed, like Mm -hmm. stay knowledgeable in what you have. Make sure you're reading the right resources and taking information from the right people because there is so much information out there right now. And there's so many different sides to it, which is always the thing in media, but decide kind of who you want your information from, make sure it's knowledgeable and then take that and take it as you will, but then like, you know, process it. So if you're freaking out about something like then how can, what, like my husband always tells me, you have to learn to control what you can control. So if you can't control the craziness of the pandemic, then control yourself. Like stay home if you feel uncomfortable, find different ways to, you know, improve how you feel or how you can feel, exercise, take care of whatever. I mean, my skin has been better than ever because I'm not wearing makeup every day. I'm like doing what I can to, you know, make myself feel okay in these history book moments, I think is all that I can do what, where are you liking to get your news sources from? Oh gosh. I mean, it, it changes. I, I'm a big NBC person just because Mm -hmm. I have always watched the today show, but I think finding anything that's .gov is always great. And even if, you know, you could watch NBC and you can have 400 different opinions coming out of it because there's 400 different news shows. So finding like maybe like I, I think the Today Show and Good Morning America are both great resources, especially mm-hmm. for the morning. You're doing things you don't know what's going on. Let's here's little snippets here and there, but it just depends on you have to find who kind of your beliefs are, I guess, and where you stand because there's they're just different ends of the spectrum on a lot of it. But 
I, I think I'm an NBC person. I'm also like a Chicago Tribune. I read the Tribune every morning. I read all my local newspapers every morning online just to like see what's going on to catch up. Okay. Yeah. Do you get overwhelmed by all this stuff happening in the world or does it make you feel more calm to know? Um, I think it makes me feel more calm to know. And like a lot of people right now are like, put your phones down, shut it off. Don't feed into all this. But I would rather, but I've always been like this. Like I always like to know all of the information and then I will make my own decision. Mm -hmm. Like if, even if it's something like, oh, Brad and Angelina, we're adopting more kids. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to People and E and ET and Perez Hilton and wherever just to find like what the real deal is because, and that's like such a bizarre uh, like <laughs> example, but I read like mostly pop culture stuff, but I think it's important to also be knowledgeable in like what's going on with real stuff because finding different sources and then putting it together and making your own opinion is like, I just, I, I have a hard time having conversations with people that only speak off of opinion and don't mm-hmm. have facts sometimes. And I hate confrontational like conversations like that. But if you're going to speak, you can't just have an opinion from, you know, one source that you've heard. That's a really good point. You have a hard time speaking with people who only speak off of opinion. What yeah. a great like thought. Like I, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even think about that, you know, but you're like, know your stuff. Yeah. Like know your stuff. Like if you're going to say like, I don't know. And I I don't even like talking bad, but like if you're going to come up with an explanation for something and have a reason behind it, like why? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because that's how I feel. I'm like, that's wonderful. If that's how you feel, that's great. But if you want to have a discussion about this, I'd rather have facts or like different resources you can bring up about it than just saying like, that's how I feel. Cause I can have a million conversations on how I feel, (laughs) but like, let's have conversations like articulate, educational, knowledgeable discussions about things rather than just being like, well, I feel this way about whatever. I'm like, that's wonderful. Like, I'm really glad you feel that way. And I will take that opinion, but it doesn't mean that I will honor it. Like without. And also it doesn't mean that I want to have a full blown drag out conversation with you about your personal opinion. Right. So yeah, (laughs) I think just checking your sources, having a bibliography in real life is important. I love that Marley. I sure would. Look my Megan and Harry mug that I'm using. What do you think about that? Mm. I love the royals. I love everything about them. I could tell you every royal family member from whenever, who they're married to, who their kids are, all that. Are you serious? Do you have a photographic memory, sort of? I wouldn't say I have a photographic memory, but I'm good at memorizing things to a point where I'm good at Mm ad-libbing. So, like, my producers at CMT... I go by like bullet points. I don't really care all the time for scripts, like mm-hmm. because I can see stuff and then know what to cover. But yes. it also comes with being knowledgeable in what you have to cover. So, right. So you have, like, you already know all this stuff because you're already kind of like super interested in it. Right. So if something like, especially red carpets, you know, you have 900 cards with all these artists' names and all the, you know, bullet points that you want to talk about. For me, if an artist is coming, I could just look at the card and then know it and I already know what's going on. So then I see the bullet points and then I ad lib because it, it just feels more natural that way. For me personally, some people love a script and that's great. However you can work off it is kind of the way to go, but I need to like be able to be my, I don't know. I just Self. need to ad lib. Yeah. Ad lib and go off it that way. But you're only able to do that because you are truly knowledgeable in all these people. I uh, think so. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'd How like do you to get be- your information on everyone? Like, what is your way of getting information? Like, when you know everything about the Royals, where are you going to learn all this stuff? 
Oh gosh. I mean, documentaries and I mean, the Royal stuff is all, all online. So I think I follow all of their like Kensington Royal, Sussex Royal, whatever they are, but I'm just so fascinated by them. Like I, I just think that they're so interesting that this monarchy has been around since like almost the beginning of time. They're still ruling. And like, it's just, I mean, it's mind boggling to me how they used to, you know, reign over all these countries. And now obviously it's a little bit less, but just the media swarm around them and whatever happens to them is documented, like everything. So I don't know. I've always found it fascinating, but I think my mom always found like Princess Diana really fascinating mm-hmm. and all of that had led me. And then as soon as Kate Middleton came in the mix, I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked. I read everything, every Royal documentary on Netflix. I've seen them all. Like, Is the feud real it. between Kate and Megan? Oh, I don't think it's really that real. I'm, I'm sure there's tension there because I mean, to be quite honest, I personally feel like it's a little bit like Kate and Will now have to take over a lot of jobs that Harry and Meghan could have taken. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like Harry's like, what, seventh in line? So if he wants to step back and say like, hey, I'm not really going to be the main person at these events anymore. That's cool. You're seventh in line. So there's not much like, sure, you were a main royal, but like as soon as Prince George gets to like 13, yeah, he's going to take over everything like headline wise anyway. So I just feel bad for Megan. I mean, I love her. Here's my thing. Everyone loved her at the wedding. Like, it was like, everyone was so excited. Like, they thought it was so cool and her cultural diversity and, like, Mm -hmm. everything. And then, like, when did it turn? I I somehow, like, missed how it turned. I mean, personally, I feel like it started before the wedding. I think it started. Yeah, because her family was, like, all speaking out. Like, there was all the drama with her dad. Um, And, I mean, they were interviewing, like, her half-siblings, who she hasn't spoken to in years. And it was just like, okay, if that's the source that you're going to interview, and then all of like the UK was taking that and be like, she's a bad person. Her family doesn't like her, whatever. I'm like, she hasn't talked to them. And I don't know. I don't feel these are all my opinions and I have facts to back them up. (laughs) But I just, at this point, I'm like, you're seventh in line. If you want to step back and live your own life because of the like trauma and drama that surrounded your own mother's death, I respect that. You are not taking, you know, the crown. You're not next. So, sure, take a step back. It's cool. You're not but the maybe VP William, anymore. Is William, do you think he'd be, like, pissed where it's like, well, lucky you, good for you that you get to choose to go live a, a life of no pressure. He's like, okay, I'll just take all of your added jobs, and then I have the pressure of running this country. He's like, I'm sorry you get this choice. Like, have fun, little brother. I mean, I'm just guessing. I never thought about this because we think, <laughs> like, we think it's such like a cool, amazing privilege to be a king, and it is, but yeah. wow, the responsibility that comes with, with that. Yeah. You I know? mean, I think William's known since birth that he can't really step back. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one that's going to be in charge, and so are his kids next. So, if there's the drama surrounding that, I feel like it's temporary where they're just kind of like, you know, you have a fight with your brother and then like the next day you're like, Hey, can I borrow your bike? And they're like, yeah. So I hope they get over it. (laughs) And I think that they will. I think everything will be fine. I'm sure. It's just crazy. Gosh, life can be just, there's so many, life is just, there's so many ways to go through it. And I feel like it is so easy and to create stories for other people. Like I've always been someone who like, 
before, especially before social media and before people started getting like more transparent, I could just like create full stories for people's lives oh, and yeah. think like, Oh my God. And a lot of the reason why I got into like hosting and doing the podcast and interviewing people was because I was interviewing all these people that I thought had these perfect lives. And I was like, well, I've created your story and I know your life. And like, I need to hear about how you live this perfect life. And then you talk to these people and you realize there, everybody's got a mess. Everybody's got something. Everybody's yeah. got, it's like not, nobody has this, this, this perfect existence. At no. all. And especially not the Royals, I'm sure. I mean, I love that we're talking about the Royals. I find it so fascinating too. I need to get more involved. Yeah. I think you definitely need to check out some Netflix docs. I mean, you have the time right now, so it's, <laughs> it's good to do. What would but you recommend I, watching? Which ones are your faves? Um, I mean, I love The Crown, but The Crown is so old school that like, mm-hmm. I want the new season of The Crown, but I don't even think they're going to go there. Like they aren't going to get to modern day from my understanding. Mm-hmm. But um, if you search Royals on there, there's so many. I like the one that I think it was the Queen's like bicentennial year of reign or something, but she, okay. that's where like William and Harry actually talk and they watch old videos of like the Queen and the family. So they're and actually really in cool. that video. In yeah, that. I, think it, I think it's like BBC does it, um, but it's really nice because it's all real footage and then they sit down and all the family members like Charles and um, William and Harry and the Queen, they all sit down. Um, I don't even know if I can call her the queen, her majesty. (laughs) They all sit down and get to talk about like their own family movies, which is cool. So you have that perspective for sure. Michael and I were just saying, we're like, we want to watch some history stuff during Mm -hmm. this break. Like, let's just go back and like watch some history and see what's been going on in the world. So all this stuff that's happening right now, let's take a step back and see what's been happening over the course of all of our existence. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, try to keep up. I I like to consider myself a history buff. I mean, growing up, my family, like all of our road trips were always to like national parks or museums or like the Smithsonian's. Like we always went to like historical things. And if we were road tripping to wherever, my mom would be like, okay, so we're going to stop at like the Battle of Little Bighorn. And then we're going to stop at Laura Ingalls Wilder's second home. And then we're going to go here. I mean, I've been to every house that Laura Ingalls Wilder lived at. Did your mom love Laura Ingalls Wilder? Oh yeah. Little House on the Prairie was lit in our house. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that a phrase? Oh, and Michael. It Lincoln. was on all the time. Oh, I know. Okay, get me started on plot, plot angles. Don't even get me started on plot angles. I mean, it was like the show. We watched Little House on the Prairie all the time. But I think that's why like being, I don't know, I've always been interested in history because most of our life we were always going to historical sites. It wasn't like oh, we're going to go to Hawaii or we're going to go to Disney all the time. Like my parents made a point to take us to like, you know, places that we could learn to. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. 
Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. What are your parents like? They sound awesome. Yes. Tell me about them. My parents are, we grew up in Chicago. Love it. Like, I love growing up in Chicago. I loved it. I love, like, being from Chicago. I love everything about it. Um, What do you you love so much about Chicago? Just the, I mean, the Midwest is awesome, but when you have Chicago, you, like, have the cornfields, but then you also have the city, and you're like, okay, thank God I have a mix of both because you need, I need a mix of both sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, my whole family's from there. I have a huge family, and I went to like high school with 12 cousins at one point. I have like 30 um, first cousins. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, a really close knit like family environment, but my dad and mom, like, I don't know we're, I have an older sister, a younger brother. And like, I feel like my parents always, they never let us be like high maintenance. They might think that I was the high maintenance one of the family, which I probably was, but high maintenance for me is not like high maintenance of like what I know now. But uh-huh. I think that really allowed me to like travel with like eight camera guys for a living, you know, like yeah, because you don't need a full like hour and a half, and like you can prep probably super fast, huh? Yeah, I mean, I try, I really do. But even just like little things, like I, I don't. This doesn't even make me like low maintenance. But like I love beer so much. <laughs> beer is my drink of choice. Like I hate yeah. hard liquor. I don't. Me too. Yeah, like I love beer, and just being able to kind of hang and be low key and just, I mean, I can drink whatever, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I think this isn't even going to where my parents were. My parents are awesome. They, my mom is very, um, but you learn how to go with the flow and hang and chill and just, yeah. yeah, And I think, yeah, having just a huge family, always being in sports, always being a part of a team, like Mm -hmm. helps you learn how to be a good team member. 
That's um, true. But then also there was never any drama. Like my parents, like, I don't feel like I ever had drama growing up in my life. I was never friends with people who like, we would get in, oh, I'm so mad at this person or that person. Like I never had fights with like my girlfriends. How not? I don't know. And I think a lot of, like. And your parents, were they just super chill? I mean, yeah, but they were, I wouldn't say they were overly strict, but they were just, they weren't like, oh, do whatever you want. Like we definitely had rules, mm-hmm. but I, you know what? Maybe I'm like understanding this thinking out loud right now. Yeah, I love so it both, when that happens. I know. Both of my parents had lost their moms before they were 27, 25, 27, 26, Interesting. like young. So I think the fact that like my mom like didn't have her mom to talk to, she yeah, would come yeah. to us, like her daughters, you know? Okay. So I think our relationship growing up was, I mean, so strong still to this day. I call my mom like 12 times a day. But even my dad, like he had his dad still, but he had seven siblings, six siblings. He's one of seven. And then he had four step siblings. So like there was 12 of them. Wow. And that's a lot. So I think our family unit was just so strong because um, that's like, we just had so many people around us all the time. That and even they if, didn't have anyone that they could like necessarily like call just all the time. Yeah. They were leaning on each other. Right. Well, and we have such a big family that like you couldn't be mad at anybody because sure, so-and-so, you know, made you mad, but it's like, oh, I need him to come over tomorrow because they're bringing, you know, the veggie tray or, oh, they're coming. <laughs> like, that's just how it was. Like, yeah, we, we, nobody ever got, you could get annoyed and you could get, you know, But you have to let it go. Yeah. But I think that's just kind of how I've always been. Nothing really truly makes me super mad or angry because it's like, well, one, why is there time for that? And two, why are you friends with that person if they're going to make you that angry all the time? Or if you have to go talk behind their back, like, why are you friends with them? Right. Yeah. So you'd so rather just, if you're annoyed, just kind of be annoyed for a second. And then you see him and you're like, oh, okay, I'm just done with it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Cause like two days later, I'd be like, I don't care that you lost my $20 lipstick. Like sure. It was annoying, but what is that? Okay, cool. I'm just going to go to Sephora and get another one. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to be mad over that. So yeah. Right. I think, and all my girlfriends growing up too, we were all just really not dramatic. That's awesome. Which helps. Yeah. I mean, I think it helps with just like the industry and I think it helps with, um, like self-validation. Yeah. Like we were talking about like self-confidence. I think when you're not surround, and I'm very lucky to have this, people don't always have, you know, instances where they grew up with really solid girlfriends or really solid guy friends. Mm-hmm. And I think just having that like allowed me to be like, okay, nobody's over here making fun of like how you do your makeup. If you don't know how to do your makeup, then one of your girlfriends can teach you. But like, you can ask. Yeah. yeah. But I never was in the like, I never had that clickiness or cattiness, which again, I'm thankful for because not everybody has those situations. But all my girlfriends, I mean, half of, half of my best friends are my cousins. So that helps. But the <laughs> other half of them, like they're just really good, strong, like independent boss women, which I love. Who understand that we're all just figuring it out. And if you don't get it right, it's nothing to like poke fun of. It's to help instead. Yeah. When I think too, like we're in the day and age where it's all about women supporting women, which is amazing. It's I have an empowered show. women support. Right? Empowered women, empower women is the shirt I have. Oh. Is that what you posted about the other day? Yeah. I was oh, social distancing. I need to get one of those for yes. sure. Amy Brown from the Bobby Bone Show at the Shop yeah. Forward. Every single shirt that I wear is from the Shop Forward. Y'all check it out. It's the Shop Forward. It is the 
best. And every shirt they have supports a good cause. Yes. Like all the proceeds go to help people in need. It's amazing. So I love it. Yeah. I need to get one of those for sure. Um, But yeah, you've been in empower. It is the women's empowerment movement. Oh yeah. And I've like a lot of my girlfriends, especially now that I live in Seattle, um, like I love girlfriends that you might not have the chance to talk to for three weeks. And as soon as you do, you pick up where you left off. Like you might text now and then and just be like, Hey, blah, 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 this and that. But to have real conversations and like share things that you can't share all the time to me, I'm like, I don't have, and I don't want this to sound bad, but like, I don't have the time to talk to everybody all the time. Like we're busy. We have things to do. We're traveling. We're living in airplane mode half the time. So I can't answer all these phone calls. So shooting an email, shooting a text is great, but those strong girlfriends that also understand that and have their own jobs and say like, you know, this, I totally get that you've been on the road, would love to chat. I'm like, great. Okay, then let's chat because picking up where you left off is really important to me. And mm-hmm. I, like, I like having acquaintances. I love to have good acquaintances, but like my core friends are like, those are the ones who keep me, keep me going for sure. Uh, yes, totally. Yeah. Who is someone that always tells you the truth? My husband and my mom. Oh my God. It's my mom for sure. (laughs) My my mom keeps me like, I mean, I don't even want to say grounded because I don't feel like I'm like up there, but (laughs) my mom, like even when I was younger and I would be like, Oh my God, I like, I don't think this relationship's going to work out. She's like, all right, cool. Then when are you going to get over it? I'm like, <laughs> no time to cope. And she's like, well, why are you coping? You said you didn't like him that much. I'm like, oh my God, she's right. But like, what am I supposed to do? like so like no little, nonsense. Right. And it was always just like, okay, cool, but like what's next? Like I feel like my I mean, my mom is one of the strongest people in the world. And it's just she's always the one that tells me straight up, like, okay, so you feel, you know, this way, what are you gonna do about it? And I'm like, I don't know. Were you going to talk to so-and-so about it? I'm like, well, I don't want to, but sure. Like, I feel like my mom is definitely the Just one. Get to it. Get to the point. Make it happen. Clear it up. Clear it up. Yes. Even the other day, Chris, my husband asked, like he said, remind me next time you want a certain answer. Or he said, remind me next time I want a certain answer to talk to your mom first. So that way when you <laughs> call her, she can feed you the answer that I want. Because I'll always be like, okay, honey, what do you think about this? I'm like, oh, I just need to call my mom. He's like, all right. And that's probably not the way it should be. Like I should always be taking, you know, my husband and I have these conversations, but it could be something as dumb as like, what color rug should we get for the living room? And I'm like, Oh, what do you think? And then I'm like, mm, nah, I should probably call my mom. Uh, like, okay. no. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, remind me next time I want something to let your mom know. So if I'm like, Oh, I want the blue rug. I'll text your mom, tell her. And then she can call you like the blue one. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really. definitely my mom. That's amazing. How awesome. That's great. That she's yeah. like, just like you know, she's telling you the truth. Isn't Always. that wonderful? Because like sometimes the truth isn't what we want to hear. Sometimes, a lot of the times, the truth isn't fluffy or like shiny. But yeah. you got to hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I truly think that, and this is probably because my family is so big, but our family has never really like hidden anything. We've always been very open about things. The conversations at our dinner table have always been, our friends would come over and be like, this is what you guys talk about? Like, this needs to be a reality show. And we're like, probably could. But <laughs> I think my family, because our family is so big, we, I have been to like more funerals in my life than anybody else that I know. And I have buried so many of my friends at, you know, 16 years old that like certain people shouldn't. 
And I think like those hardships and things that I've been through and had the help of my family and my cousins and my friends really make me realize today, like what's, you know, a big deal and what's not a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, I was literally at a funeral last week for my grandma. So like, I'm always at family events and some of the, most of them aren't that great. Yeah. But I feel like dealing with things and coping with things to a certain point, you can never tell somebody how to grieve. Like they need to grieve on their own. You need to respect that. But at the same time, like I have my family to help me get through these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, there's a lot of hard things that go on in the world. And sometimes it just helps me put in perspective, okay, this is worth being annoyed about. And this is worth being mad about. And this is not at all. So right. it's hard to say like, oh, those hardships have really helped me, but like it has. And seeing how many of my family members, you know, have had sicknesses or illnesses and, you know, health scares and different things. Like those are the things that really say, okay, you know, so-and-so has it a lot harder than I do right now because my interview got canceled. So I can't, you know, (laughs) it's like they're on dialysis, but I'm over here being like, I can't prepare. Like I wanted to for that interview. Like that's not, I'm not doing a life or death situation right here at all. And I feel like who did I, Oh, Glennon Doyle. I was watching her the other day. She's the author of love warrior. And she just did like, I think the untamed female or something. I don't know what it's called. Linda Doyle. Anyway, she's amazing. She said something that I think was really nice to hear because I totally agree with what you're saying. But then like, I'm someone who's so emotional sometimes. Like I have to get my feelings out or else I just feel like I'm stuffing them. So she's like, you can feel this and this. So it's like, I can feel and I'm probably saying this all wrong, but like I can feel disappointed that my interview got canceled, but knowing it's not really a a, like a huge deal, you know, like on the scope of life, like, you know, like you can still feel that disappointment because you know, you worked hard and you want it to happen and it's your job. But it's so good to have that bigger perspective Mm -hmm. of, okay, I am going to feel disappointed. I'm going to work through my feelings. And then, then I'm going to realize that, okay, there's bigger, there's bigger things out there. And I can let this go. I think you have such a good balance with that. That's great. Thanks. But I do think it's important to let your emotions show too. Don't get me wrong. Like Mm -hmm. I show my emotions. And for instance, like this past week, we were supposed to go to LA and to take my niece to Disneyland. And in my head, I'm like, I know that this trip is not happening. Like (laughs) I know there's no way Disneyland will be closing. There's no way this trip's happening. But I kept telling myself we're going until I heard it, like heard Uh the truth. Uh As soon as I heard it, I was so pissed off. And my husband's like, you knew this was coming. I'm like, I know, but I'm so mad about it. And it's like, I I still feel like it's important to let your emotions out because holding them in is hard. And I, as I get older, I find myself becoming more emotional. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day because I was never, ever the one to cry at movies. Like nothing made me tear up. And then I truly think like, And Chris would laugh at me for saying this because he always thinks that it's like not that big of a deal. But going through deployments like really tests your emotion. When he goes overseas? Yes. And like then I would watch military homecoming videos and I was like, oh my God, like I know what that feels like. Yeah. I I think Another part of it is we, you know, I lost one of my really good friends at, um, in college from a drunk driving accident. And it's, 
like being able to cry like that in front of all of your good friends, mm-hmm. I think that really made me kind of open up because I was like, that's oh, a good point, Marley. Like you can all see me cry now. Yeah. And it was like, you had permission to cry as hard as yes. you want because there's no other way around it. Right. So I think getting together and having literally all of us crying together was something where I'm like, oh, if we get together another time and I, you know, I end up crying, I'm not afraid of letting my emotions show because everybody's seen it now. And I've mm. felt like I was trying to understand that because I mean, I didn't cry at my wedding. I didn't cry. Like I'm just, I'm truly not a very emotional person, but I find myself getting emotional now about things that I never would. That is so interesting. Yeah. And I think it grows with life too. Like the more I see my friends having kids, my sister having kids, like then when, and you have your own kid, it's like when you start having your own children, then you see a part of that too, where like that love is so new and like being married, that's a love that I've never experienced before. So now when things happen or things could happen to that, it just makes you emotional because it's like the love is so much greater than like anything else that like if anything were to happen to that, that's what I think makes me emotional mm-hmm. is, and I'm just feeling all these things out like within the past few years. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love my niece more than anything in the world. So like if, if people could do that, you know, whatever, like you watch the news and it's like somebody could do that to a child, like how? Because then you immediately think of your yes that you love. Like who could ever do that to her, you know? Yeah. Or like yourself in those positions. Yeah. I mean, even like military movies, it's like, even though it was so old, like watching 1917 from this past, you know, award season, that like got me. And I'm like, this is like, I knew the outcome of that war. Like I'm good. Like I already knew that what was going to happen but it's just those things that toy with you, like watching the Titanic, you know, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but like, it's just watching it from a different perspective of feeling loved or knowing what it would be like to have your whole family on that boat and then be separated like that. Like those are the things that when I think about it, I think that's what makes me emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, thinking out loud and understanding these emotions right now. I'm like, Oh, maybe that's why <laughs> I agree. Well, I think yeah. like, and I think it's, um, any time that we are taken out of our normal routine, which I think is sort of happening right now. Well, actually, I know it's happening right now with yeah. um, the coronavirus. It just brings up all these emotions and it lets you realize, like when you see a movie like that, it lets you realize how important someone is to you. When sometimes in the day-to-day life, like when everything's going well, it's hard to remember how important someone is to us because they're just there and we're just in life and doing a routine and we have stress and, you know, yeah, and then, like you get a, shock to the system and you get a glimpse into like, Oh my God, like this, I'm not infallible. Like I'm not like bulletproof. Like I'm not like, we are still humans at the end of the day. And like, we're not promised tomorrow, you know, even Mm -hmm. though we think we are, we're not. And so it's just like, God, yeah. 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 Checking up on people more and making sure that, you know, if I do live in Seattle, like, okay, I put in my calendar now, like what days I'm going to call certain people because I just want to make sure that I keep up. And it's like, it's important for me, but I hope that it's important for them too. Like my cousins who are nurses, like checking up on them right now is important to make sure they're in the hype of all this. How are they doing? Because they're at hospitals and I'm home. So just checking up and, you know, it's something that might help me, but hopefully on the other side, like they feel good about it too. When somebody's asking, how are you doing? I mean, even with all the tornado stuff in Nashville, like I felt so helpless being in Seattle, knowing that that was my home. And mm-hmm. seeing all of that from being a, like away, it makes you, you know, feel helpless. Like, oh, what can I do to help? But sometimes just sending a text and saying, how are you doing? Was helping out people that I, I didn't even know would make that big of a difference. But saying, 
hey, how are you doing? Do you need anything? And they're like, oh, then they can let that emotion out, you know, which is needed. You keep coming back to this point, and I think it's so true, and I, I feel like we don't think about this, letting the emotion out. Like, mm-hmm. we were talking about with the funeral, and then now with, like, checking up with people and letting, like, checking with your nurse friends, like, letting them have a, an outlet to let it out. Why is that so important for us to be able to have a safe place to let these feelings out? I think, I mean, a lot of the time right now, like, political correctness is, like, so, like, important. So... My husband does a really good thing where he listens to me and he says, okay, are you venting or do you want a solution? Ooh, and I appreciate that's great. That because he will say, you know, if I... That's a good thing to remember. I'm going to take that Yeah, one. because if I, if I hang up the phone and I'm just going off and off and off, like on whatever, he'll just say, okay, are you venting to me or do you want a solution? Because I have ideas for how you can fix that or why you're feeling that way. But if you're just venting, then let me know and I'll let you vent. And I'm like, oh, I'm just venting. I just need to get it out. So like... I think getting it out to somebody that you feel okay getting things out to is so like great because the more you hold it in, then you let it explode on the back end and then it snowballs down to like other things. But at the same time, like I think because we all try to be politically correct and not say bad things, or if you let your emotions or your opinions show, especially on social media, then people are going to let, you know, let you know how they feel. And it's like, great, that's your opinion. This is mine. Like, I really appreciate you letting me know that, but I don't need to know that. Or I don't, you know, there's just, you're just venting it out. You've got to get it out. Even though yeah. it's not where you're going to, it's not where you're going to fully land. Like you're not going to land in this high intensity feeling like I, this person's driving me crazy and I just wish they would. Da, 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 da. It's like, okay, yeah. that's how I like feel my most bad. Now I've sifted through it and I can land somewhere yeah. softer. Right. And some people are really, really great at showing their opinion and who they are truly on social media, especially with like, um, you know, influencers, bloggers, they might be of like a certain um, media platform. And that's great. Personally, I try to never, I don't want to be unbiased all the time, but I really try to not show my opinion too often just because I personally don't want to show it. So Mm -hmm. if I did, I knew that I would be engaging in arguments like that. Whereas I try to be very unbiased because it's the journalist in me. (laughs) But at the same time, I have the people that I can vent to about things off air that I would want to. Whereas for me, I still consider that part of my job and I just try to keep them separate. Whereas some people are so great and that's what they do. And absolutely you need to have an opinion for my brand or what I do. I just try to keep it very streamlined. I totally appreciate it. So you need to have your outlets. I mean, for me personally, I need to have my outlets. Yeah. Because I don't want to go off and let everybody know my (laughs) opinions, but I think it's just Sometimes I like to keep things personal too. Like I put things out there, but I really don't put everything out there. Mm-hmm. And some people put everything out there and I respect that because they're so good at it. It's just a personal preference. Okay. I totally get that, Marley. Yeah. I love that your husband says, are you venting right now or do you want a solution? That to mm-hmm. me is like such a little thing that can make a big difference because if you're just venting and he starts trying to give you a solution then he's probably also getting an earful from you you know oh yeah well because sometimes I'll say things and I'm like going off on whatever and then he'll try to give an opinion of like why are you like you don't even know tv why would you say you know like and he's like well what do you want from you wanted do you want a solution I'm like no yeah but those are also things that I'll be completely honest as soon as I met him and he would bring things up like that I'm like oh you're a man, aren't you? Like, uh-huh. you're not a boy, you're a man. And he like does things and says things that I'm like, 
oh, okay, you're testing me now. And my friend Brittany even told me this past, well, I guess it was probably December. And Brittany, I've known for forever. She's my roommate in Nashville. Um, we grew up together in Chicago and lived down there. She told me that she really enjoys watching Chris and I because, like, as a couple, because she said that we bring out the best or different sides in each other and we truly make each other better people. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that because um, when you're in the midst of it, you don't really think about that. But when other people can see, you know, I'm saying please. Yes. <laughs> and like he's asking different things or, you know, going to red carpets or he was, he's not into that kind of thing. That's where it's just like, it is really cool to sit back and be like, okay, when you find that person who does make you better in different ways, like I think that's why I'm more self-aware now. So I make sure that if I've said something or if I do something, I want to check into the person and be like, hey, remember earlier when I said that? Like, I didn't mean that this way. I'm reading it back and I can see how it meant that, but I didn't, I don't want you to think that like I said, I didn't want to come to this. I'm saying, do you want me to come? Because I know you just moved into a new house or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. You're just just trying to get above the riffraff vibration. Like, just like you have good intentions, you want to support your friends, your husband, like you want to support your community, but you're, yeah, you're not trying to have like very low vibration arguments. That's a waste of your energy. And that's a waste of your gifts on this earth. And it's a waste of your relationships, you know, like having to have all that, those bullshit fights that like, what for what, when really you're just saying, I'm trying to be here. I'm trying to be at this level of maturity and awareness and let's just assume that we're both there. And so we're not going to have to like dip down and have all these stupid fights. Yeah. I, I mean, thanks for saying that. I feel yeah. like it's, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm trying and I feel like as I'm 27 now and mm-hmm. the old, I know the older I get, I feel like you just, you know, with experience and, and seeing different things, um, experience has a huge way and what you've been through on how you like approach it the next time. And I just think after, you know, other relationships or other, you know, jobs. It's just, it makes you like, I always tell the classes that I speak to, like even interning, like even if you have a horrible internship, it's never a bad thing because then you know what you want or how to be better at your next one. Yeah. So that's just how I kind of, I think interning always had a great way for me to, this leather chair is so like, um, squishy and noisy. I'm like, (laughs) it probably sounds like so bizarre every time I move, but I just think like, the internships that I always did taught me like how to be better prepared for the next one. And I think that's kind of how I try to approach life is like your past experiences and things that you've been through should be preparing you for the next situation that you have like that. I want to take a a lesson from you, Marley. (laughs) I'm learning how to like take a couple beats, you know, instead of just like, sometimes I'm so fiery that like I get really passionate about something and I just can't get out of my like, fiery passion. And I'm like, if I could just calm down for a minute and I don't have to get all my opinions out right now, the intensity that I'm at and come back a little softer, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's really great to have that fiery energy though, especially when it gives you a little kick in the butt to get going, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Truly. I have not always had the mentality of, okay, breathe and then come back to it. Because there have been situations for sure where I'm like full speed in, like, no, this is not how blah, 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 blah is going to be and whatnot. So I hear you on the, uh, you are passionate about things you want to go off. 
but that's why I text my family group chat. <laughs> Good for you. You have to have your outlet. You do. And that's, that's my outlet. My husband hears it all the time. So I'm like, I'm going to put this in the family group chat. So he doesn't have to hear it, even though he's <laughs> in the family group chat. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm like, it's, if you keep telling the one person, I feel like they're just going to get annoyed. So that's why I have my four best friends that I can call and be like, okay, so I just talked to Chris about this. So now I can talk to you. So he doesn't have to hear it anymore. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so letting it all out and finding, finding your people. And knowing your safe place, because some people are like, well, I don't want to share information, like private information. And you shouldn't share like your personal private information, especially like with your spouse. Like, I do not think you should go announce that to any, uh, everyone, but you should have a place, whether it's even just a therapist or something where you can work through this. So you don't just stay harboring. Like that's so, yeah. I love that we're talking about this because I feel like a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have that outlet and then you can just move through it. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. You're so wise. To be, you're so wise to be so young and beautiful. Oh, God. You. you are a full package, Marley. Well, thanks. I'm off the market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I would be trying to go for you if I was. Well, dead. thank you. I, it's very kind. I don't know what to say. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just have some Meghan Markle and Harry. Yes. Yeah, sips tea. Sips tea. Okay. I'm going to wrap up soon because we're at an hour, but I want to okay. quickly ask you, what have you learned from your hosting experience at CMT? Like, what are some things you've learned about these high profile people and like extraordinary situations that you've been in? Um, I think hosting with CMT and also producing with CMT has taught me to go with the flow a hundred percent of the time because you can have everything planned out and ready to rock and roll. And an artist might come up and say, Hey, we want to move locations or we're going to reschedule or whatever can happen. I mean, weather can, you know, affect whatever. So going with the flow has been something I have not always been great at. I love a good plan. I'm not so much type A, but I'm enough where like a plan makes me the happiest person in the world and straying from that can make me stressed out. So understanding how I can, you know, continue to move about things when things aren't necessarily going your way has been like the greatest thing that I've taken. But also like everybody, I'm sure they ask you all the time too, is like, who's your favorite person to interview? Who's the nicest person in country music? And I'm like, okay, if you think about that question, it's everybody. Yes. Everybody in country music is so nice. So I think my favorite thing is I'm here to do a job. I'm here to come in, get questions, get interviews, promote your music, promote us. Like I'm here to do my job and do my thing. But I think you quickly realize every single person is a human mm -hmm. and it might be the biggest star. And you know what? They're a human. So mm -hmm. over time, it's just allowed me to, to, I don't think it's becoming jaded is not the correct word, but becoming like just realizing that everybody is doing their job and is being who they are. And you know, interviewing these huge stars is wonderful and it's so much fun and it gets that adrenaline going. But at the end of the day, like we're all human. So if you mess up a question, cool. They might mess up a chord on stage. Like they're going to feel yes. the same way that you feel if you bomb a question. So yes, it's just, I mean, and the great thing is if we're not live, we can cut it out. So exactly. I think, you know, just approaching everything with this is what I get to do for a living and be happy about that because this is what you worked for, went to school for, wanted to do forever. And now that you get to do it, if something doesn't go wrong one day, like, it'll all be okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
just more giving yourself grace. Like you're giving everyone else grace to not have a perfect performance every time. Cause I mean, we're human. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like if somebody's voice is not on key because they're sick, like, okay, cool. Well, my red carpet question must've sucked too. So great. <laughs> we're both having a great day. <laughs> That's where I'm like, I don't, I try to do my best and I know everybody around me is performing their best. And I think sometimes you can get hard on yourself for doing something wrong on hosting because you know, everybody around you has worked so hard to get that set complete, the script complete, you know, they're trying to make the best show that we can. And then it all comes down to you. You feel like, right? yeah. And sometimes you can feel like just that weight on you. Like, Oh gosh, I hope this is, you know, the content that they wanted. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, if it's not, they're going to tell you. And then you yeah. can just, you know, get what the content that you need. So yeah, I think it's helped me kind of go with the flow and just realize we're all doing what we can to make things go. And it sounds like you've realized too, that you've learned how to trust in yourself. Like you're you and you have to do it the way you would do it. Like, so you have to have some faith that they've hired you to do this job. And yeah. so they like what you're doing. And so then you just have to have faith in yourself that you're going to do the best that you can. And that's what they ultimately want. Cause no one really knows how these things are going to turn out. It's very creative process. You know, it's like personalities are being captured on film, like in different situations and different scenarios. Like you have like a, a format, but it's also, okay, let the games begin when you hit record. And it's like, what's going to come out. It's all totally. a mix of it all. Yeah. That's a great point. It's like, they have the faith in you to do it and they yeah. wouldn't have asked you or hired you to do it if they didn't think that you could. So have some faith in yourself and just have fun with it because they want like, what you are offering. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. God, God bless you. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. So just being confident and being like, okay, they hired me to do this. They clearly think I'd be okay at it. And uh, I mean, I remember my first like interview by myself Ooh. was Cody Allen had to, he was out of town for something. So the radio team was like, hey, um, we need you to do this Keith Urban interview in the Keith studio. Keith Urban? And I was like, we're not going to start low. You're not going to give me like an up and comer. And they're like, no, you're fine. Like, you'll do it. Like, Keith's the nicest guy. And I was like, but like, what? I, this is my first interview without Cody. I was like, I don't think I can do it. And I went in and of course, Keith's like the best guy ever. And he made me feel so comfortable in, my, in the interview. And now it's one of the best interviews I have that's on like my reel. And I'm like, that's something that I was so petrified to do. And as soon as I did it, I'm like, okay, you know what? They wouldn't have asked me to do this if they didn't think that I could. So that was like kind of another reason why I'm like, okay, just have faith in yourself. And you have to start that. somewhere, you know, like you yeah. can't start as a Barbara Walters. I mean, you have to start at the beginning. You have to start, right? you know? Yeah. So what are some ways that you calm yourself down before an interview? You're probably so much like the old hat now, but like when you are getting going or like, what's a ritual you like to do? Like, okay, say you're going to have a big superstar interview. Like say you're interviewing, uh, I don't know who's on your bucket list. Someone that, that you would just be floored to interview. What would oh, you do gosh. to calm yourself down before you went in there? I mean, so I review my cards. So I'll give you my spiel. It's like okay. in glam and hair and makeup, I review all my cards all the time. I like to get my cards the night before so I can go through it, make my own notes. Then when I go back over them and read them, I know exactly. It's like studying for a test. Like, yeah, I make my notes and then I look at them in glam, put them away. And then I try to enjoy glam and have conversations. So that way, when I go back to it, I'll look at my cards one more time before the interview to be like, okay, I remember all this. I went off into a conversation. Is it still in my head? Do I want the cards in the interview or am I good without them? So that's kind of where I like decide if I'm ready or not. Um, most of the time I try to go without my cards, but 
I, I thrive on um, energy and like sugar. So <laughs> I don't really eat a lot of sugar. I don't even drink pop anymore. Yeah, I said pop. I know. I wasn't going to call you out, but I'm like, okay. I know. So I, like my team at CMT knows Marley cannot have energy drinks. I've never, I think I've had one sip of Red Bull in my entire life because I'm naturally pretty energetic, but if I get energy drinks in me or sugar, I am like through the roof. So <laughs> I'll have like a sip of Dr. Pepper or like a sip of a Coke. And I'm like, okay, let's go. We're ready. We're ready to rock and roll. And then when I get there, that's mostly for like red carpets and stuff, but sit down interviews. I think it just gives me like that extra, like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, okay. Hey. Yeah. We're ready to rock and roll. So just like one um, sip. You're so pure. Oh God. I am not pure, but I, uh, <laughs> I just don't have a lot of sugar. So when I do, I'm like through the roof. So I think I just try to like balance out, think like I'm going to be talking to one of my good friends and then no they're here like as much as you're excited to interview them they're really here to promote their music and after like 45 years or like you know after 10 years of doing this they know exactly the soundbite that you want yeah so even if your question isn't that good they're gonna be like well my album's out blah 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 you <laughs> they're gonna turn it yeah they know they know what they're doing so you can ask the questions as you want to make it curve towards who you are or what the show is but and let them kind of like rein it into what they want to promote Right. Like if it's not a new artist who's not necessarily media trained, if it's like a professional at this point, you're, you're pretty solid. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm like, okay, they, they got, the, you know, they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say at the end of the day? Oh, at the end of the day, like everybody, you're there to do your job. They're there to do their job and you're going to get the sound bites you want. And if not, that's what editing's for. You know what? Truly like, true. That's so true. Words yeah. from the wise. Hey. <laughs> Marley. I'm glad you think I'm so wise. I think you're very wise. I'm going to take a lot of tips from you today and apply them oh. to my own life. Well, like, thank you for saying that. I'll tell you some of the ones I'm going to take. Okay. I'm going to take for sure the one, are you venting or are you wanting a solution? That, one, my, that is a strong one. I'm going to take your MO of how you operate with like large groups of people from CMT to your family with go with the flow and then is it really worth being mad about? Because you're going to, you, you need that person to bring a vegetable tray. Like, honestly, that yeah. simple. It's like, I need these people in my life yep. to get over it and just try not to like harp on little things. Like I got mm -hmm. mad at Michael today because he wouldn't be on my Instagram. He just didn't want to be on my Instagram. Like that's his choice. Yeah. I should not have just move on. You Chris know, it's the same way. Yeah. He didn't like being on social. And I'm like, why? It's like a thing. Like people I love on social. He's like, that's how I wow. feel. Yeah, I'm I don't like, want to be on right now. I'm like, you know what? Then fine. I'll post an old thing. I'm just kidding. But I'm like, everybody loves to see couples like on social. It's fun to see like behind the scenes. Um, you don't have to look perfect for at home. Like, but he's like, Caroline, not he doesn't care about looking perfect. He's just like, mm -hmm. Caroline, I don't want to. I'm not the kind of personality like you are that just wants to chat it up with my Instagram. And I'm like, Ugh, just do it for me. No, it's, yeah. it's a personal preference. And like, mm -hmm. okay. It's and tough. I have to just accept that. Like, there's stuff I do all the time that drives him bonkers, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like probably being on social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my husband's like, I don't want to be on social. I'm like, why not? He's like, well, why are you on social all the time? I'm like, Oh, it's a good point. But I'm also like, we can use social to, like, it's uh, to me, like the way I view social media is it is a way for someone like me. And I don't, I, I would assume someone like you, if you wanted it to be, to be like, okay, listen, I put myself out there in a lot of ways that you see like on CMT or like yeah. hosting or situations. So I am like comfortable like 
talking and letting you into my personality. So I'm going to show you how I do my life a little bit. Like, here's how I like interact with my husband at home. Like, here's how I interact with my kids. Like, here's what we kind of do because I'm always looking to see what people, how people live just to get inspiration for my own life. Like how are people doing things that are fun that makes marriage more fun? Or like, what are some great tips to like help you navigate disagreements and stuff? Like I'm always looking for stuff like that. So I'm like, we could use it as a positive. That's how I do. Yeah. The boys don't get it. I know. They never will. And he would have fallen asleep during this whole explanation. He's like, oh my God, that was exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Same for Chris. Chris can fall asleep anywhere. It's a gift. I'm like, all right, there's he's sleeping again. Do you know that you kind of look like Hillary Duff? Thank you. I've got that like, like all the time, every so often, and I'm always like, "Thank you." I don't want to believe it, but oh my god! So, and also, you kind of look like Naomi Cook from Runaway June too. I've gotten that, and I love that because I love Naomi. Oh and somebody, yeah. You know, um, I think it was the Midland Boys had told me that. Yeah. And they were like, you look like Naomi, and it was like, oh my god! Now Photoshop her abs onto mine, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh my god, she has. I think it's our eyes. We both have a yes. little bit of like, yeah. You beautiful. Now eyes. that my hair is kind of darker, um, uh-huh. and this is just called Seattle. Um, I haven't seen the sun <laughs> in like a hundred days. This is not like intentional. I'm going blonde. I love um, it. Well, thank I love you. it. Well, I'll take Hillary and Naomi. Thank you. I love it. Woo. Okay, so I wrap up with every interview. Leave your light. What do you want people to know? It's just that broad of a question. <sighs> what do I want people to know? Mm-hmm. That is a good question. It can be on anything you feel. Just first thing that comes to mind. Um, What do I want people to know? I want people to know that no matter how good you do your job, being kind is always more important because sometimes people won't remember how good you did a job or what you did at a job, but they will always remember if you were kind. And that is something that I really have taken with me. I heard that from a past employer that I was interning with. And they told me, we don't remember sometimes how great these interns were or how people worked. But we always remember if they showed up on time and if they were kind. And that is something that we look for in a hiree rather than how productive you were. Because we can teach you how to do things, but we can't teach you how to be kind. Interesting. I love yeah. that. I thought that was really cool. Because I'm like, you know what? Being nice to every single person the second you walk in the door to the doorman, or if you're, you know, nice to the CEO, that's to me what's important. Obviously doing your job and being good at your job, but you can be good at your job and also not be mean. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be mean, you might as well be really good at your job. But, <laughs> like otherwise like there's hired. Yeah, there's no sense in hiring you. If you're mean, you have to have something else to back it up. But like I think being kind and being somebody that, you know, and like somebody very like interns would feel comfortable coming up and talking to you and asking you advice. But also if the CEO came to you and said, Hey, can you work on this for me? They would say, yeah, because Marley's kind or so-and-so's kind, you know? So that's something that I always try to take with me to every job is like spread your, be a light by like spreading how you want to be as an employee, because it's probably going to rub off on other people is like, there's no need for, negativity or toxicness just like if you're kind people will respond to you kindly and they'll probably respond to other people in that way too it creates a great environment a great work environment yeah and that's important for productivity marley sherwood (laughs) dropping the mic 
Thank you so much. You know what? I'm so glad we waited to Skype interview because now I'm going to have to do all my interviews on Skype. And this was so fun. I know this was fun before I have to go hit the grocery store for another stock up. How much do you stock up at a time? How long? My husband's a very large man and he eats a lot of our quarantine stock. So um, (laughs) we've been having to go almost every two weeks. So you go every two weeks and like, what are you buying? Um, a lot of things. I mean, we have a pretty good freezer, so we buy a lot of like, we actually buy a lot of produce because we eat it and the produce is actually on shelves, whereas other things aren't, um, like the freezer sections are kind of done, but we buy like quinoa, avocados, salad bags, a ton of, um, we actually buy a lot of rice and, um, we cook rice in our instant pot a lot and then Mm -hmm. we use it for other meals. Um, we do a lot of soups in the crock pot. We do, he has a sous vide, so he does like chicken and steaks on that. Um, and I mean, we buy everything and whatever and like 25 tubs of protein powder for him because we have to keep him fit and able for the military. Yeah. But half our cabin is like protein tubs and I'm like, <laughs> so if we run out, we can always strive on protein. So if you see me at like CMT awards, hopefully that I'm like, you Super know, ripped. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, the quarantine stock must have ripped out. <laughs> like, yep. When you go to the store, do you put on a mask? No. You don't, do you just sanitize everything? Um, yeah, like I have always kind of been a germaphobe, so it's not really that new to me. But um, like I don't wear a mask because they say it won't prevent you from getting it. But if you're sick, you should wear one because then it will prevent the germs from going out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like clean the cart down with the wipes. And then as soon as we get done, I spray our hands with um, hand sanitizer. And then when we get home, I Clorox our cell phones, our car keys, and our wallets because you have so many people handling your credit cards mm-hmm. that um, you don't know about. Your phones are covered and stuff. But that stuff I've always done returning from travel and like Lysoling your suitcase because mm-hmm. your suitcase is so germy. <clears throat> um, and those are things just because, I mean, you guys know too, like being on the road, you're just always surrounded by so many germs. Yeah. But if I can control my environment the best that I can, and it makes me happy by washing my hands, keeping things clean and whatnot, then I'm going to do it. But I don't take too many precautions. Like I'm physically not sick right now. Neither is my husband. So we're trying to help out. Like we put out um, for our building here to like shop for the other people in the building who can't go out. Oh, that's so we're going to go do a run. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that, you know, elderly people or like immunocompromised is that mm-hmm. the word they're using that can't go out. So we feel good. We feel healthy. So if we can go out and shop, going to. Also, I feel like a lot of people, um, like if you're out shopping, I mean, you just kind of know if you should be out or not. Hopefully. I don't think some people do know that, but we feel good about it. So yeah, we're going to go shop and stock up. Okay. What a wild time. I mean, it's so crazy. We're even talking about this, but Hey, I love your face. I love your heart. I've loved this interview. This was so much fun. Thanks Caroline. So much for joining me. Of course, anytime. I'm excited to hear it. And thanks for having me. I feel like on Monday. I thank you. Yeah, I'll promote it. Um, I feel like sometimes, like we said, like you have to talk things out to kind of understand it or like feel things. So your questions brought things out of me that I don't normally talk about. (gasps) Ooh, it's a Marley Sherwood exclusive. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, love your face. I'm not talking soon. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. We're hanging up our recording. Okay, bye. Okay, Marley. Yay. Okay, can I do a quick one? I'm going to do a video of us on Skype. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take out this so I can email you the file. Hello? Hi.
I'm gonna record us. Will you? Um, I'm just getting really ghetto with what I'm doing here. So I'm going to record us on Skype. Will you kind of give me a little rundown of what we talked about? Yes. Okay. Let me think. We talked about. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Tell me when you're right. All right. It's gonna be so cute. See, we're hanging out, skyping. Okay. 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 So Marley Sherwood and I are hanging out, skyping. Everyone, it's been so fun. Tell everyone what we're talking about on this podcast. Well, we are practicing safe social distancing with our Skyping. Um, but we have talked about hosting, CMT hosting. We've talked about um, what is, you know, why it's important to express your emotions, um, not let the big things affect you. But you gave one great advice, which you said, is this, uh, are you venting or are you wanting a solution when you're, having it when you're talking with your spouse or anyone really. Yeah. So just big changes that happen in your life. And my husband always teaches me, you know, if I'm going off about something, are you venting about this or do you want a solution? What do you, what are you expecting on this end? And so that has helped for sure. Yes. Okay. What else did we talk about? We covered it all. We did. We talked a lot about stuff. We talked about, um, coronavirus here in Seattle. We've talked about, um, y'all are ahead of us. We are. We're a couple weeks into this right now. We've talked about stocking up on things. Um, we talked about, oh my gosh, so many different things. I we talked like- about the way that you host too, which I love because you are very conversational because everyone who watches CMT, y'all have seen Marley. She's a beautiful CMT host out there. But it's all about like knowing your information, but letting your personality shine, which I love. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think it's you know important to find what works best for you as a host and how you want to prepare yourself. And I like to be a little bit of an ad libber. So kind of working with um, how I prepare for interviews is definitely something that we covered and who you interview, what it's like to interview people, what you've um, learned from interviewing all these super, how your first interview was Keith Urban was her first one. Yeah. That was like <laughs> starting way at the top. Like, okay, so I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> yeah. Lots of stuff. It was a, I had a great conversation with you. And Marley said she told me things that she didn't even know uh, that you've never told anyone before, right? Yeah. I feel like I really like the questions that you asked me allowed me to think out loud and come up with a solution or like my answer as to why I was thinking that way or why I was feeling that way. So yeah, there was a lot of emotional stuff that we talked about. Not like we showed emotion, but just like why showing emotion is important. What time in my life or what things caused me to be a more emotional person because I wasn't always. So yeah, lots of uh, inside too. On that too, we're talking about how like she, you were crying in public, like realizing that release and why it's so important to release your feelings. I mean, this is really it. Y'all, the tune in, y'all are going to love this. Marley Sherwood, I freaking love you. <laughs> oh, love you too. Thanks. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. 
Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.